like warrior and a swordsman. And you're ten times bigger than I am, stupid! Alright, Chris, you ready to review the best Warwick Davis movie that isn't The Leprechaun? Yes. Alright, it's Willow. Let's go. I love it. Well, Corey, I've been talking to a lot of people, and they were pretty excited that we were going to do Willow. That is not true. No, actually it is. Really? Well, first when we talked about doing Willow, I was like, God damn, it's been 20 years since I've seen Willow. Yeah. I can't remember if I liked it or not. And all the people that I've talked to told me we were doing Willow was, oh, I love Willow. Oh, that's such a great movie. Oh, I need to go back and watch Willow. So everybody's got fond memories of it. Yeah. I had fond memories of it. I was like, we got to watch it. All I could think about when we were going to watch this was my mom telling me that she didn't like Willow because it was boring, which either I'm going crazy or she's going crazy or maybe we're both going a little bit crazy because when I told her we were doing Willow this time, she told me, oh, I love Willow. It's such a fun movie. And I thought (laughs) to myself, shit. Christopher, what the fuck is going on? This whole time, I thought that I hated Willow because my mom told me it was boring. How does how does a person handle? How does a person come out of that and just like move on from that kind of trauma? Just talking about Willow. I don't know, but I feel like maybe your mom was just playing games with you. Like she's just like like her and your dad were laughing. She's like she's like yeah, I told them that Willow was boring, and then they like high five each other. And he's like, your dad's like, I hope this doesn't come back to haunt him in like 20 years. And she's like, it probably won't. Classic bomb. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on a little bit more serious note, did you know that this movie was actually written for Warwick Davis? Like, yeah, George Lucas knew that he wanted to do this movie and wanted to make it a thing. But after working with Warwick Davis and Star Wars and everything... It was like a six-year or a ten-year process or something like that, but he built this. He wrote this movie with Warwick Davis in <laughs> mind. He's like, uh, "Hey, hey, Warwick Davis, um, I got an idea for a movie that I was thinking about um, making. It's kind of like an, an epic where there's like sword fights and everything. Um, it's gonna be really cool. I'm thinking about doing it in like five or six years once you've kind of gotten a little bit taller. Do you think that that's gonna be?" Like, do you, are you interested? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, sign me up for sure. And then Steven Spielberg's like, hey, bud. It's, it's been five years. How you feeling? And he's like, oh, I'm – he's like, are you, are you up to the challenge, you know? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Warwick Davis just a little bit since, uh, since that's where we went with this thing. Before this movie, did you know that he never had a role where he was not either in a costume or a mask or anything? This was his first role of actually just being himself out there as a character. Really? Yeah. Nice. So that was pretty cool because, I mean, he played Ewoks before, Mm -hmm. and I don't know if he did anything before that. Like movie-wise? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) I, cel- I celebrate the man's entire career, but I don't remember all the movies he did before that. Yeah, I'm actually kind of looking him up right now. 
he started out his career looks like in Star Wars as the most well-known Ewok, right? Wicket. Right, Wicket. Yeah, and then he went from there and he did the Ewok Adventures movie and then was he in the Star Wars Christmas movie? There's a Star Wars Christmas movie? I think so. Shit. Like uh where it's like the movie and it's like Christmas so then it's like uh Luke and Leia they're like uh, Mary and Joseph and then um, Darth Vader is like God and everything and then they're like all singing and the Wookiees are like jamming out and they're like the three wise men and stuff like that. So then who, Do you remember that? who plays the Holy Ghost? I don't know. I I have like very faint memories of a Christmas special of a, of a Star Wars movie and, and it just kind of popped into my head like I haven't thought about it in forever and that now I just have this idea of like you know like wicket and all the ewoks and stuff like just walking and walking and walking like where we're going and like we're going to see darth vader baby jesus i've told you seven times right and so like three of the ewoks are the three wise men that's Mm -hmm. what you're saying yep and then darth vader would darth vader be god or would yoda be god probably yoda and then darth vader's baby jesus oh shit that's a really tall baby jesus Mm -hmm. yeah and oh complicated to give birth to obi-wan kenobi Oh. Would be the Holy Ghost, of course. Yeah, that's true. Right. So, yeah, I I don't exactly remember the movie or the series, but I'm pretty sure that we we probably got at least 99% of the details correct. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to actual <laughs> Willow. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we were talking about Warwick Davis, and he actually did start his career out in in Star Wars. I think I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. That's Wicked. Yeah, and then he moved in. Then he was in Labyrinth. We mentioned that, I think, yep. too. Movie all about David Bowie's dick. Which is also a great movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, of any dicks out there, which movie, which one would we want to make a movie about? Yeah, just that one. <laughs> so then, then we get to Willow, but uh, he's obviously a sorcerer, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. What's more, what's more powerful, a sorcerer or a wizard? Uh, sorcerer, hands down. Explain. Because Warwick Davis, he's a sorcerer. The movie starts out with him. He's tending to a field, and then five minutes later, he finds a baby floating down a river. What does he do? He picks it up and saves its life. What does Harry Potter do? He lives under stairs. True. But he doesn't pick it up and save its life. He runs. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, the fuck is that? He's like kids just push it back into right. the river which was my, which was funny because when we were watching funny. the movie i was like no just push it back in the river then he says and then he said the same thing push it back into the river so that was that was pretty funny yeah i take that back uh wizards are more powerful than sorcerers so where i was going with this actually was because later on in the harry potter series mm-hmm. warwick davis actually played or that's not his, yeah it is yeah. warwick davis he played like the goblin right yeah he played the goblin yeah. wizard he was a wizard goblin wizard goblin so yeah. he was actually both a sorcerer and a wizard so he he dabbled a little he transcended and, yeah he was he was like i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little bit out of this bowl and take a little bit out mm-hmm. of this bowl and then you get him as cameos in star wars movies mm-hmm. so maybe he has the force too maybe this guy maybe this guy is all of them maybe he is actually the most powerful holy shit I never thought about this. He could be the most powerful man in the universe. So we're talking about Yoda, Dumbledore, and that evil queen bitch that's in Willow. I can't remember her name right now. It's like Morda, right? Yeah, I think so. We'll we'll check that. But like Warwick Davis is in all of these movies, so mm-hmm. is he just stronger than all of them? He's just powerful. 
Or is he a watcher? Like he just goes from... Well, watchers, they don't really intervene, I guess. And in, in Willow, he kind of did intervene because <laughs> they named a movie after him. I think that he's just like a, just someone that gets shit done, you know? Yeah. Like there's a movie and they're like, well, the director's like trying to figure out. He's like, I need somebody to play a part uh, that gets shit done. And then the phone rings and he's like, oh, that's weird. I didn't even have a phone in the room, but whatever. And he picks it up and it's Warwick Davis's is uh, like his agent. He's like, oh, did you need a movie where people get shit done? Because I'm Warwick Davis's agent. And then the guy's like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think of that. Warwick Davis gets shit done. And I've got a movie where I need someone to get shit done. Can he come in for a casting call? And then the agent's like, look behind you. He looks behind you, and son of a bitch. Who's there? there? <laughs> Warwick Davis. And he says, could I have a script to read, please? And then, wait, one one step further, the guy's like, well, I don't even really have a script here. And then Warwick Davis is like, it's all right, I've got it. That's he right. just reads it out. Moving on, they find this baby just right. hanging out in the river. Just cruising. Yeah, what are your, what are your thoughts about that? I just, I love how, like, his kids find the baby, right? And then he's like, oh, fuck, just push that thing back down. And they're like, we can't. It's, you know, a baby. And he's like, all right, whatever. So then um, they pick it up, and then there's, like, a town council and everything. And it's, like, the Fellowship of the Ring and stuff. And they're, like, getting, like, a whole group of people together. And, like, the entire plan is, like, let's just go fucking drop this thing off somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. It's not like some big epic. They're like, why don't we, like, let's get our strongest men to take this motherfucker across the field and back to town. <laughs> and then everybody's like, I'll, I'll volunteer to go with you. Like, like they're all brave and stuff, but, you know. Right. I was thinking the same thing because they're like, oh, we need the greatest warrior and we need a leader. And then his friend volunteers. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, it ends up being a whole handful of dudes, right? right? And then they just walk for a little while. Like, not very far. I think there's one spot where they're climbing over, like, a little bit of a mountain or something, mm-hmm. but they just had to take them to a crossroads. Exactly. It's, it's like, so funny. It's, like, two miles out mm-hmm. of town. I mean, for these guys, it's a long walk. Yeah, it's, like, at least an afternoon. Yeah. It's dedication. Yeah, and so, th- I mean, they, they packed bags, and they had... Supplies. Lots of supplies, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, like the uh, the one character that kind of stood out to me was like that character Steve, and he's like, "Hey, do you think the map will fit in the backpack and everything?" And then they're like, "If I could just pack your backpack, like let's get going. We got to get going, you know." Yeah. Oh, and he's like, "Do you think I should pack a rope? Will it fit in the bag or what?" <laughs> Classic Steve. And they're doing all this preparation, and it's like everybody knows where the crossroads is because we go there every day. That's where we do our trading. Right. Everybody converges there. It's like. It's cool, but they get to kind of the crossroads area, and they meet uh, my favorite character in the entire movie, Mad Morgan. Mad Morgan, your favorite character in the entire movie? Oh, yeah. Movie? Why, why is that? Because it's Val Kilmer, bitch. It's true, and he was... He's got the need. The need to get out of that cage. And, and drink some water. And he needs some water, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, they they didn't call him ice in this movie because if he had ice he would have warmed it up and drank it because he was dehydrated. That's right. So obviously Val Kilmer got this movie, but did you know that John Cusack actually tried really hard to get the role of Mad Madigan? Mad Morgan. Mad 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 Mar- 
<clears throat> what was it? Mardigan? Mad? <laughs> yeah. Mad Mardigan? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously those two are pretty big mm-hmm. right now. Can you, uh, like, how does it play out if John Cusack, in your eyes, gets in this role eyes, instead of Val Kilmer? The heat. Yeah, so he's the one running around with a sword, your eyes. killing guys, oh, dressing up I as a lady. And then Warwick Davis, like, just fucking grabs a boombox and just, like, starts standing there, and they're all just start fucking rocking. You mean, like, just... He's going to pull up in, like, a little go-kart mm-hmm. and just stand up there in a trench coat and stuff. Yeah, if I can say anything. Yeah. I don't I don't know if that would have worked for this movie. I mean, it it sounds cool. It would be a movie that we should make, though. We should make that movie, bud. But, yeah, so they, so they went with Val Kilmer. Iceman, bitch. I mean, that was cool. And But I'm kind of consulting my notes right now. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point out just something that was kind of cool was, like, my very first note before we even started the movie it was just i wrote shit willow <laughs> exclamation mark that's like what every single person when someone's like do you want to watch willow and then someone's like shit willow yeah it's kind of like i it's one of those things that it's like a spell like warwick davis just put a spell on everyone i think i think that's true <laughs> pretty good so i wanted to point out that this movie it was the largest casting call for little people in movie history really wizard of oz was first yes and then Wiz- they took over yeah wizard mm-hmm. of oz was huge actually in my notes i like to point out i'm the guy that gets the notes yeah i don't do those <laughs> the wizard of oz had over a hundred actors hired to play munchkins mm-hmm. they had the entire lollipop guild yeah which is huge mm-hmm. they had representatives yeah um, the only thing at that point that was the biggest lollipop thing ever until the owl came out and was like how many licks is like a one a two a three (laughs) right so then this movie moves on and they actually had somewhere in between 225 and 240 actors that were hired for this movie as far as little people went that's really cool speaking of that did you know that this movie was originally supposed to be called munchkins Really? Right, because a lot of the inspiration for this movie he pulled from other movies, and Wizard of Oz was one of them. Mm-hmm. Because when we when we watched the movie, the actual witch, the I don't know, the fairy queen or whatever right. in the forest, we compared her to Lady Glandrill, right, uh-huh. in uh, Lord of the Rings. Right. But actually, his inspiration came from the good witch in Wizard of Oz. Oh, the Wicked Witch, the good one. The good witch Wait. of the... Yeah, not the Wicked Witch, but... Yeah, her sister. The White Witch. Yeah. But, so, that was just a couple cool things in there, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, what if, like, uh, George Lucas was just like, why don't we just call it fucking short people? And they're like, we can't. <laughs> they're like, George, no. We, we can't call it short people. He's like, this is 1988. I can do what I want, and I'm George Lucas. I did Star Wars. I did Indiana Jones. And now I'm doing fucking Willow. He's oh. like, he's like, I've got three options. We can call it short people, munchkins, or I'm going to name it after a goddamn tree. Um, Sir, which tree? A willow. Fine. Should we take a commercial break? Yeah. What about like an ALF commercial? You got any good ALF memories? Yeah. So when I was little, um, there's this picture of me from... I don't know, like 1988, 87, somewhere around there, you know, like three, four, maybe five years old, whatever. So I've got, um, oh, it's got to be like 88, I bet you. Anyways, I've got this. So about the same time as Willow came out. Mm -hmm. So I've got this navy blue ALF shirt on, 
and it's Alf, and he's got a baseball bat. And I, I vaguely, actually, I sort of vividly remember the Alf shirt. So it's kind of just like vinyl pressed on. He's got a baseball bat and everything. And he's kind of like in like a, a redneckish kind of neighborhood looking with like some um, tin foil and stuff like on a wall. And there's a fish nailed to the wall. It's a very important shirt in my childhood because I remember it vividly. In any case, um, for some reason, I myself am not to blame because I was only, you know, under the age of seven easily. But I wanted to wear this for my school pictures, and my mom let me. And so me, uh, you know, redhead with a fucking mullet and an ALF shirt, and that's how I decided to get my school pictures done. And then, like, I could just imagine my mom being like, hey, hey, bud, you get a girlfriend yet this year? And I'm like, not yet, mom, but, you know, like, if I keep growing my mullet out and wear, keep wearing my ALF shirt, you know, they're, they're bound to come around sometime, you know? You know, mom? Yeah, and she's like, yeah, that mullet's looking really good. And you got red hair. So, you know, what if you wear cowboy boots and shorts with it, champ? <laughs> Fucking, I listened because I wore cowboy boots and shorts too. Yeah, and I bet I bet by the time you were 16, you were swimming. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is Alf. All right, moving on to the biggest movie so far with little people. I have an idea that I've wanted for many many years going forward because i've loved i love the idea of zombie movies Mm -hmm. and zombie stories um, ever since dawn of the dead night of the living dead and then moved on into the walking dead and everything and i kind of want your input on this but i always thought it would be cool to have a movie or a series or something going along the lines of little people in their community being zombies and then people come in there but the title of the movie is called ankle biters can that be a movie or can that be something that passes up this 240 actors in willow hmm ankle biters i think that I don't know about zombies, but when you t- when you talked about like a uh, entire um, community of little people, did you know that there's a entire neighborhood in downtown Salt Lake full of midgets? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> full of little people. Um, I I think that we talked about this before, but elaborate. Not on this podcast, though, right? No, 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 no. Just, okay. just like you and I. Yeah. So I remember. Um, so there is a, there does exist a community, and um, you have to go through like some special, you know, some way to get there. But <laughs> I, <laughs> so I imagine walking up to this village or this right. not village, this uh, community. We can and, call it a village. And it's like a gated community, mm-hmm, but the gate's really small. Right. But, it, <laughs> but instead of, like going up to like the roller coaster at Lagoon in Salt Lake. It says you must be this tall to ride. It says you must be this short to enter. And you're like, well, guess we're turning around. And you you know, I'm not that bad because I'm not that tall of a person. But you're, I mean, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. I'm 5'8". I'm average. Right. You're, you're what, 6'3", 6'2"? Nah, 6'1"-ish. <clears throat> so, so, yeah, I, I just remember like one time my friends and I, you know, like, 10, 12 years ago down in Salt Lake, we're like, we should try to find this community, you know, and everything. And we, we kind of, this is before, um, like Google maps. And- so when I say like 10, 12 years ago, I honestly mean literal like 20 years ago. Um, but then, so like 2000, zero, zero, 
Yeah, you mean like it's like years actual ago. 2000 yeah okay so um the year 2000 so then like we Which found it and then um we're like fuck it's it exists and then we're like what should we do now and then we're like eh, let's go like get some lunch or something so what you're saying is there is a chance that there could be a movie if there were zombies in the world and then it infested that neighborhood then you could grab your camera and film over there nice all right now back to actual willow all right so earlier you mentioned your favorite character mad martigan right i want to mention my favorite character which is basically the counterpart to mad madigan yep mad martigan mad martigan how the fuck did they get away with putting skeletor in this movie the uh that older dude that just like wears the fucking like face mask that looks like Skeletor that guy yeah he comes walking into the queen's little office and boom 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 and here he is and all I could think was that is Skeletor it's actual Skeletor and he's the only guy that wears a mask in the whole thing yeah and he just marched out of Castle of Grayskull mm-hmm. to Castle of old lady that we messed up her name earlier yep. Baph Morda yes He's like, hey, 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 hey. and then he yes. runaways from He-Man. So yeah, I just wanted to point out that he was a total ripoff of Skeletor. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Which I don't know why they did that. I mean, it was cool. He had a cool mask, mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's like a uh, fucking Star Wars was like, what's his name? <laughs> Steven Spielberg. He was like, <laughs> you mean George Lucas? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, crowd. Corey's dying over here, which I love. <laughs> yeah, and George Lucas is like, I need a badass masked motherfucker, and he just got done watching He-Man, and he's like, well, this guy will be fucking perfect. Yeah, he's like, I just finished Star Wars, and Darth Vader is a badass. Right. Who, who's like Darth Vader 2.0? Uh... Skeletor. Yeah, let's put that motherfucker in this movie, only we'll say he's mine. What if Darth Vader had Skeletor's voice? Like, hee hee hee, I find your lack of faith, lack of faith in the forest disturbing, lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> I, d- he man. <laughs> All right, so back to Willow. Yep. We kind of talked about the city council mm-hmm. and the group of guys that were taking the baby. The to fellowship the, of the baby. Yes, the fellowship mm-hmm. of the baby. They were taking it to the crossroads. Right. What What about the fellowship of the crossroads? They're like, I see you at the crossroads, and I'm going to miss everybody, and I'm going to miss everybody. That's Bone, bone Thugs to Harmony, bitch. That's right. Because if it, if it was the fellowship of the baby, they'd be like, Nobody puts baby in the corner. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, do you, is there a song about that? No. But there's, Maybe. A, movie, there's a movie. There's a movie. It, but uh, it, it took us like one second to get it off course. Yeah. <laughs> we so, got to so. actually talk about Willow at well, some point. So where, where I was going with this was uh, they go to the crossroads. Right. It takes them, like we said, an afternoon to get to the crossroads. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the entire group is like, yeah. We're going home. Yeah, they're like, we fucking did it. Cheers, everyone. Let's go back home. And then they bounce house out of there. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they free Mad Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan. Mm -hmm. I keep saying Mad 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 Mad
But uh, then the little brownies come in, mm-hmm. and who are those? The little, the little, little people. Oh, the micro people. Yeah. <laughs> and, anyways, where I was going with this before we get into the brownies, and then he comes to his friend, and his friend, and he says, "Hey, it's time to go home." And his friend's like, "Oh man, okay, see ya." Right. And then Willow's on his own. Mm-hmm. What the fuck was that all about? Yeah, he's like, "Well, I had a fellowship of the baby, and then." Now it's just me. Fellowship of the Crossroads. And Mad Mardigan. Um, actually, so at that scene, when they're talking to Mad Mardigan, there's a couple things that I really like. Number one, I love how Mad Mardigan immediately remembers everybody's name. So they're like, they're just kind of talking amongst themselves and they're like, oh, like Beeble Thlicks or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, Beeble Thlicks, why don't you let me out of there? Like, And, and, and I just thought... Chancellor Valorin. And, and I was like, I... Because I'm a teacher, and it'll be like week eight of a 16-week semester, and someone will be like, um, hey, did you get that paperwork that I sent to you? And I'll be like, uh, yep, Todd or Ashley. Like, I don't remember your name. And fucking Stone Cold Top Gun... Ice, that's, why ice they call, that's why they call me Iceman. Yeah. He's just he's like, ice. I know your name, and I know your name. You tell me your name once, and I'll know your name too. And so, But speaking of names, the best name. So everybody's got these cool names. You know, Bev Morda, um, Mad Mardigan, Willow. And then his fucking friend's name is Eric. And I just <laughs> love it. Like Everybody's got a fucking cool name. And then that one dude... That like he just kind of like shows up and he's like you know you don't love anything and he just hangs and you know he bounces out of there and then like later on they're friends again and that motherfucker's name is Eric. Like, um, what's he, the what's the most plain name you can get? Yeah, like George Lucas had all these names. He's like I got names for everybody and then he looked and he's like, well fuck this guy's a major character too and I don't I can't use Frodo. He's like I don't got anything. I for can't use this Harry. guy's name. He's like, and Bav Morda and Mad Mardigan and Eric go to the castle. Do you think anyone will notice? <laughs> and nobody, nobody questions Except him. me. Except for, like, we're in 2020. Right? It's, what, 30-something odd years later. And it's like, oh, shit. I want an answer, George. Yeah, George. All right, so moving on. Uh, so they break out mad martigan from his cage right and so then later on there's um kind of one of the coolest scenes in the whole movie when uh they're at the kind of pub so what do you think about that whole scene i really enjoyed that scene well let me take that back it really pulled out some lord of the rings vibes for me right because all I could have when I was watching this movie was Lord of the Rings flashbacks. There's a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Willow came out first and then Lord of the Rings, but I love them both. Yeah. And so I got to put that out there and I'm going to say homage to yes. that. <laughs> homage. <laughs> but uh, I, th- I think that Val Kilmer did a really awesome part here because he really had to jump into a different kind of character. I mean, he had to dress up as a woman right. and kind of play a new role is, or just like an out-of-the-box role. What, tell me what do you think about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it was cool. Like he, He's kind of like hooking up with the, the barmaid or whatever, right? And then 
he's like up in her room and everything and then her husband comes home and he's like fuck let me put on these fake titties and stuff and, and everything he's like oh i'm a woman you know and then like <laughs> He, you know, and his wife's just like, yeah, this is just me and my friend Carol. We're just fucking hanging out in here alone. And then uh, that giant motherfucker is like, oh, well, she's pretty hot too. Like, and I don't even care that she's got a fucking five o'clock shadow, you know, and everything. And, and he did have a straight up beard. Yeah. Like there was like, he did not shave that day and we could all see and he could too, but you know, whatever. So then whiskey, um, whiskey's a hell of a, a hell of a thing. Yeah. It, it does things to you. So I, I just love how, um, she's like, Oh, you know, like not, he's like, do you want to, I want to mate with you or I want to breed, wanna breed with you. I want to breed with you. And she's like, fuck it. Not right now, but you know, like maybe next Tuesday and everything. And okay. I want to break in right there. Cause there was one thing that should have happened. That wife should have been like, Hey, Doug, what are you doing Doug. over there right. talking to my friend? Yeah, she's just, like, fine with the fact that he's, like, Grabbing trying her. to, like, mate with Carol and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, oh, shit, you're still here, too? And he's like, ah, girl, don't go away mad. Girl, just go away, you know? Fucking Motley Crue style. <laughs> Savage. All right, I want to kind of slow it down a little bit because that was, that was pretty rough what we just went through. Pretty hardcore, pretty fast-paced. Mm-hmm. The baby that we found in yeah. the river. Mm-hmm. One fact about that thing, and I think that it's kind thing of sad. meaning the baby. Yeah, that thing that, okay. or just like the that floating motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know if it had to do with its like curly red hair or whatever. But did you know that after this movie, that baby, that person could not get an acting role moving forward. That was, that was its last appearance in cinema. So she like walked in to uh, apply for a movie and they're like, Hey, you're that fucking floating baby from Willow, aren't you? And she's like, well, yeah. How did you know? And then they're like, we knew, we know. We've seen Willow. We know it that it's you, and so why don't you just float on down to another casting center, ma'am? All right, so one of my favorite parts of the movie was when Mad Mardigan, mm-hmm. not Mad Madigan. Yeah, you got him. Was breaking into the tent, but he had that, like, the love pixie dust yeah. flashed in his eyes. Uh-huh. He's going to go, I don't know, what the fuck was he going to go still in there? The baby? Yeah, he's trying to get the baby back. Oh, yeah, back, he's, right? he's going back in there still. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Yep. But uh, then he looks over and he sees the daughter there. Which yeah, is, Sorsha. Yeah, which is another sweet-ass hot redhead, right? Mm-hmm. Like me. Exactly. Yep. And then he falls in love with her. Yeah. So let, let's talk he's about just that like, a little he's bit. He's like, I'm going to run in here to steal this baby. He's like, wait a minute. Hold up. He's like, what about if I instead just kiss this sleeping chick? Actually, so do you know what my favorite? Um, Sorsha, she's uh, Queen Bavmorda's daughter in Not the movie, right? Morda. Right. At the start of the movie, I, I love how uh, there's a conversation between um, the queen and Skeletor. And then... Uh, and Skeletor's like, one day your daughter's going to betray you. And she's like, bitch, please. Actually, that's not Skeletor. It's not? No, it's like her high high priest. Like uh, the, like the, oh, yeah, he's like, like, the, like yeah, the Saruman. Like the, he's like the, the, the big bearded, yeah, yeah He's dude. like, I had a prophecy and she's going to betray you. And she's like, no, he isn't. She. 
No, she isn't <laughs> silly. She's my daughter. She would never do that. I trust her more you than know? I trust like, you. I tr- yeah, I trust you more. I trust her more than I trust you. And then he's like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's see 45 minutes into the movie what happens. And so, right. and then anyway, she's just like immediately like fucking, uh, I was going to say Vanilla Ice, but um, <laughs> this fucking Top Gun pilot comes in and he's like, oh, you know, like your titties are nice and I think you're fucking hot. And she's like, who's my mom? Like, I'm on his side now. Yeah. So speaking of the mom, I have to point out a couple of things. Obviously, we've talked about the little people. Right. And George Lucas bringing up the munchkins. and But leading on to something else that's also badass into this movie is the mom or mm-hmm. sorceress or whatever. And then the other old lady that was the mongoose or the chia pet. I don't know what she was. Oh, like the old... Uh... The, the good witch, right? Yeah. The other good witch. They come out and they have their battle. Mm-hmm. And then they get into their fight and they're like casting spells on each other. And then all of a sudden they're straight up fucking punching each other in the face. Yeah. The only thing that's cooler than a village full of like little people running around mm-hmm. is two old ladies fucking beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. It's just like uh, they're like throwing their spells back and forth at each other. And she's like, oh, I almost threw you into a wall. And she's like, oh, I almost threw you into a wall. And she's like, oh, I fucking punched you right in the face. And she's like, I know, because my face hurts. Yeah. So I think I think this might be the point where, like, maybe gangster rap started. <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe, like, Tupac was watching Will and was like, fuck, He's that like, is shit. straight up. That is. It's a fucking old lady that used to be a goat and fucking punch that bitch yeah that is street level i can get he's like give me my pen and he's like in a room by himself and he's like i'll get my own pen (laughs) yeah all right so let's move on to the powers of a sorcerer right or a wizard or a jedi Mm -hmm. or a magic user or anything i'm just like a gypsy yeah i'm curious if you had the power to be, or just like the power of, like you could just use a wand mm-hmm. or wave your hand the right way, or like if you had a magical lamp or something to do some powers, well, I mean, what would you do with those kind of powers? If I had any magical powers at all, like you could just, or had a wand or what? If you had a wand or like you could snap your fingers or. If you had to sing a jingle or something to get something going, like how would you manifest it? And then where would you go with that manifestation? Oh, shit. Well, so if I was an all-powerful being and I could just kind of manifest things. Maybe not all-powerful, but mostly powerful. Like mostly powerful? powerful? What if I was just like marginally powerful? So then it's just (laughs) like, so then I, I went to the bar and it's like, um... Hey, you know, and I'm like talking to a girl and I was like, Hey, you know what? Um, you know what, what's cool, uh, besides me, like, uh, what if there was fireworks? Um, but just, just a little bit of them, um, next to your drink girl. And it's like, (laughs) and there's just like a couple of fireworks and she's like, wow, that was like, that was a little bit cool. And she's like, do you, do you have any other tricks? And I was like, yeah, um, I got a couple others. Uh, what it look at, check this out, girl. And then it's just like, uh, and then I made like a rainbow between like one drink and another one. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, that that was kind of cool too. Um, 
And then a, and then a guy walks up and yeah. slips her like a eight dollar tip, and then she leaves you. Right? But I was like, <laughs> you didn't even see my my super cool trick where I make uh, stars and stuff come out of the drinks. And then she's like, well, you know. I mean, do you have a trick where you fucking uh, look like this jacked motherfucker? And I'm like, uh-uh, I don't have that trick. <laughs> but I got uh, this other trick where I can do, I got like this, uh, um, and, it, and it's kind of like Willow because you know how he, uh, he's like, it's basically sorcerer. like, yeah, he's like, I'm basically like Willow because he's like, oh, like fucking check out this pig and now it's gone. And he like puts it under the table and she's like, and the girl's like, I'm leaving. Oh, damn. And the girl's like, well, I'm leaving with, uh, you know, Pedro, um, Eric, John or whatever. And I was like, I, well, whatever. I'm pretty sure it was Eric. Yeah. Or Steve. Any of those guys. But she's like, well, she's like, you gotta, you know, she's like, you don't have the magic. And I was like, I know. But whatever, I still made that fucking pig disappear. So that's what I love about Willow. Like he sort of is becoming uh, an all-powerful sorcerer, sort of throughout the whole movie. Like you know, at the start of the movie, his wife's and his friends are hassling him. Like you know, like what are you gonna do with your life? And he's like, well, fucking that one guy is probably gonna make me his apprentice. You know, and then like that doesn't happen and stuff. But then, so they're going on the journey and everything, and then they go to that, like, the whole point of the story was, like, go to this one town, and then everyone's going to protect you, and then they show up, and, like, fucking everybody's in stone and everything. And then uh, Mad Mardigan's like, oh, well, how is fucking, you know, uh, Stoney McGee over here going to help you? Because, you know, and Willow's like, I know okay, you don't have to point out that they're all in stone because I can see it too. But I was well, told... I, I know how Stoney McGee can yeah. help. You could put him in the catapult. Right. So then uh, <laughs> then the bad guys, like Mad... Or not Mad Marta. Um, Queen Bavmorta and Skeletor, like they send their minions out and everything. And they show up to the same town. And they're like, ha-ha, we're here too. you know. And then they got to fight and everything. And then they all start fighting each other. And then Willow... You know, he he's trying to fight and he's doing his best and everything. And he's got, you know, like the wand that was given to him and stuff. And then like the trolls start showing up and then he like f- fights that one troll, you know, and he's like, ah, like Avada Kedabra or like forget a kiss or whatever, you know, and he like fucking and, like, like osteoporosis. Yeah. And he like kicks them into the water. And then he's like, he's like, yeah, catch me fucking at, uh, you know, at the end telling bitches about how I did this spell and killed that guy and then not five seconds later that guy that he thought he killed turned into a literal two-headed fucking 30-foot giant way to go willow do you know what the name of that giant was what was it it was uh a fucking big motherfucker (laughs) ebroisk 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 here you read that oh an Eberisk. Yeah. Do you know what an Eberisk is? It's a combination of the names Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel. Yeah. How fucked up is that? That's a fucking thing. But so he's like, he's like, I'm an all-powerful sorcerer. Watch me kill a two-foot tiny little harmless troll, but then turn him into a 30-foot giant monster that breathes fire. No, th- this- Way to go, Willow. This is how I see it. They're like, ah. Oh. He's like, oh, I, feel, I fucking killed that troll. And then all the ladies are like, 
yeah, lots of people have killed trolls. And he's like, well, fuck. And then kicks it in the water. And then he's like, fucking the Kraken from Clash of the Titans comes up and fucks these guys up. And then then Willow's like, yeah, how do you like me now? And they're like, well, I don't like you as much because you were we were hoping you would save the day and then you've made it exponentially worse. Yeah, but... But I did a spell. I did. Where are you at now, Eric? Yeah, and then Val Kilmer, of course, Mm -hmm. cuts the heads off and saves the day. Slices them up. Gets the ladies. Willow's like, yeah. He kind of like lives his life through. So, so like... He's like, did you fuck her? And he's like, yeah. So like, I did. And so he's like, like, yeah, you, you did. You want a wingman. Mm-hmm. And and that's Willow's your wingman, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Like, like you want to be Val Kilmer right. and you want Willow. Or you want to be Mad Madigan, Mar- Bad Mardigan. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Yeah. And then you're like, Willow, Willow, because Willow's set up. He's got that sweet ass wife at home. Yeah, he's got like a retirement plan and everything. Yeah. He, he's like, I don't even care. I got three weeks worth of uh, working in the field and then, you know, I'm retired. Uh, He's like, I got a 401k. Mm-hmm. I've got a hot honey at home. Yep. I've got two and a half kids mm-hmm. because I don't know if this one that we found in the river is mine. Yeah, I might not. have to adopt this one. It, we don't I mean, know. we don't know. He's like, yeah, my, my wife is a world-class hottie. Yeah. I mean, she's two foot two. Yeah. Have you have you ever seen no. a C plus on a two foot two? I haven't. I <laughs> answered the question prematurely. <laughs> so So, yeah, I mean... That that is what you want in a weak man, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mostly. No, actually, I don't. You you don't want a fucking heavy hitter as a wingman? No, like, because the wingman's like, because what if your wingman was like, yeah, I fucking pull pussy that's like almost as hot as that all the time. And you'd be like, almost or like, like sort of almost. No, and you're like, no. whatever. Why do you think Willow is so fucking high strung all the time? He is so out there. Yeah, he's always fucking just angry about everything. He's like, you're fucking 10 feet taller than me, like at the start of the podcast and everything. He's like, well, yeah. I'm sorry. I am, but that's not my fault, and it's not your fault because do you know what? Did I cast a spell on you to make you grow smaller? No. Did you cast a spell on me to make me grow taller? No. So what if we just don't focus on that? And he's like, well, we got to get the fucking baby across the field. And then he's like, yeah, Willow, I know because we're both on the quest. Yeah, we can get there. This is what we got to do. We got to eat some breakfast. We got to get our shit packed up. We got to walk 18 feet across the field. We'll get her there. And then we got to relax. I mean, we're going to pack some lawn chairs Mm -hmm. and we're going to pack a boom box. And that's the ultimate. Like, I think that the biggest part, the, the entirety of what Willow stands for, you can quote me on this. And it's about a man and he's super high strung. And finally, there's a break in his life. And he kind of like turns it into a giant epic. And really, it, at the heart of it, what the story was, he found a baby in a river, and then he took it a literal like mile and a half down the road. And then like he kind of like bounced home, but then they like turned it into a whole thing. And it kind of turned into like a like a tale of adventure and everything, you know. And it, it turned out to be like this really like fucking awesome thing. It's, it's almost like uh, Steven Spielberg. Like George Lucas fucking 
he read the uh the lord of the rings and he was like well fuck that was way too long so i'm gonna shorten it both in length and height and then they're gonna <laughs> go <laughs> and they're gonna go and deliver this yeah, baby right? they're gonna go across the field they're gonna fuck along the way because you know George Lucas don't do no movie without fucking. And then they deliver the baby, which is, could be the ring. Yeah, whatever. Like a baby or ring, whatever. You know, there's going to be some bad guys. There's going to be some sword fighting. There's going to be some fucking, you know. And then they deliver it. And then, you know, the day is saved. Okay, let's get back to the movie a little bit. Because All there's right. one character that has lived a life that he has been through probably all of the turmoils that we have talked right. about, right? A lot of shit. Yeah, he's been through the lady problems, the troll problems. He's the, seen it all. The tiny people problems, the dressing up as a drag queen problem, mm-hmm. right? The the sorcerer that Willow wants to be. The main guy from the, um, from the town, right? Yeah, like he's the boss, and... This guy is so legit that when they're trying to pick the point where they're sending people out and he's like, let's consult the bones. And he pulls out this random like milk jug. Yeah, I love how he's got like a he's he's just like, oh, let me consult the bones for a second. And he's like, fetch me my bones. And then they like gather up some bones and he shakes them up and throws them on the ground. He's like, well, fuck, these don't say anything. Right. (laughs) And, and he kind of whispers that to yeah, Willow, and he's, he's like, like oh, he's like, damn. He's like, Willow, don't make me look like an asshole. You fucking take that baby across the field, and then you fucking leave it there, because these bones don't tell me shit. <laughs> and then Willow's like, uh... Okay. <laughs> well, obviously, they save the day. Right. They get the lady. Mm-hmm. Happily ever after... Everyone moves on to perfectness. So I think that leads us into our next movie, which should be 16 Candles because John Cusack should have been Val Kilmer in this movie. Fucking in your eyes. So let's watch that next. Gotta get it done. That's not really a song. but No, but do you know what that is? What? That's basically the 80s. <laughs> 